note to self, speak up, even if your voice shakes. For the last few weeks, I have been writing about social issues and concerns to varying degrees. Topics that I pulled on my Instagram. Social expectations about when we're ready to socialize post-pandemic rank the highest. We talked about it last month. To summarize, it's okay to take all the time we need. Then last week, we talked about the social pressures to fit in. This topic came in second, but there were definitely some interests, so we talked about that too. And although the subject this week came last in the poll, it's worth going into this one as well, since it's a pretty hot topic these days, the subject of social representation at work. There is a misconception that injustices are often blatant or obvious, but that's not really the case. Social oppression that afflict most modern societies is a pre-existing reality throughout generations. Think racial and gender discrimination. This idea of oppression does not always involve violence or the legal system, such as the case of an authoritarian government or a state run by tyranny. Rather, it exists and persists in our everyday lives, which researchers termed as civilized oppression. The way Smarties explained this is that it's embedded in and question norms, habits, and symbols, in the assumptions underlying institutions and rules, and the collective consequences of following those rules. It refers to the vast and deep injustices some groups suffer as a consequence of often unconscious assumptions and reactions of well-meaning people in ordinary interactions, which are supported by the media and cultural stereotypes as well as by the structural features of bureaucratic hierarchies and market mechanisms. In other words, it is something that we have become accustomed to and over time have learned to accept as part of the status quo. Civilized oppression could escalate from benign frustrations to revolutionary protests in a matter of weeks. And very much often, it hides in plain sight in the very institutions where we work and or support. That is, until someone brave steps into the light and speaks up about the discrimination, harassment, and unfair treatment within that structure. In a previous reflection, I walked down memory lane and explored my own experiences surrounding the lack of representation. And if you haven't made the connection by now, the lack of representation within any organization is a core indicator of the civilized oppression that hides in plain sight, which is often veiled under organizational protocols, policies, and best practices, which most are traditionally written by white men. In that entry, I talked about how I had a conversation with a chief executive about considering adding another person of color in the company's promo video, and then how I was gaslighted into acknowledging the minority representation is in fact there and sufficient. In another experience, I was attending a conference boasting of its empowerment strategies to move women up into leadership positions. I was invited as a guest at their event launch in the first year. Indeed, it was an inspiring event full of powerful women. Midday, one of the co-founders of the event who invited me came up to me and asked what I thought, and my response was, it's amazing. However, there's not a lot of diversity. Where are the women presenters of color? They took my feedback into serious consideration, so the following year they added more non-white women professional presenters. I was invited again for the second time and was asked the same question. What do I think of the event? I said it was good, but it could be better. The organizers agreed to keep doing better by adding more diverse voices. I wish I could say these conversations don't happen frequently, but they do. You would think that as the world becomes more multicultural, racial, lingual, etc., we'd come to terms with this reality and adjust to all our unique differences. But here we are, still schooling institutions in the ways to be more inclusive. I have joined many conversations surrounding diversity and inclusion 
but they are always lip service. The truth is, people in power and organizations only become accountable when the spotlight is blazing hard down on them and exposing their infractions for the world to see. They apologize, likely for being caught, and often outline the steps that they're doing to mitigate discriminatory policies. But as a woman professional of color who witnessed her fill of these false promises, it's frankly not good enough. It's nice that we are all slowly awakening to the realities of others. Sadly, it took a lot of marches, protests, exposés, deaths to get us here. But how about doing more than just having a dialogue and spewing empty promises? How about opening leadership positions to more people of color? How about giving women equal pay for the same amount of work as their men or white counterparts and not a penny less? How about destigmatizing real conversations around mental health beyond wellness offerings? Yoga and meditation are cute initiatives and the four free therapy offerings are simply not enough sessions. How about demonstrating to the employees what it means to be an LGBTQIA ally beyond the HR paperwork? How about granting mothers the childcare they need to retain their great talent? How about making spaces safe and accessible for all walks of life? And I mean all walks of life. How about respecting not just all colors of the skin, but all body shapes and sizes? And the list goes on. It's nice that companies recognize their shortcomings, but it's still very disingenuous. Why do I think that? Because the sad truth about abuse and discrimination is that one or two claims don't make it real. In other words, we unfortunately live in a world where it takes an entire army of the oppressed to actually speak up to make any assertions legitimate. In my youth, I believe deep down that these issues will be a thing of the past in my generation, but it's becoming clear that these changes are not happening in this lifetime. The progress is good, but it's not even close to good enough. One thing that remains promising, or at least to me, is the value of our collective voices, and our most powerful tool will always be our individual agency. I stand by the belief that it is our personal responsibility to take action on the very things that we can actually control. Our daily actions, the decisions we make, the investments we take, the businesses we support, waking up each day, making those conscious decisions that hopefully are not at the expense of another human being. And to reiterate from a previous reflection, will we always get it right 100% of the time? Not so much, but at least we keep on trying, speaking up for ourselves and our fellow human beings who share our world every single day.